It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Abby Hornacek. I'm Ben Dominich. I'm Dana Perino, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, August 24th, 2022, I'm Eben Brown. Six months in, Russia is no closer to conquering Ukraine, nor is Ukraine any closer to ridding itself of Russian invaders. They never expected to have this kind of resistance. They did not expect to have tens of thousands of casualties. They did not expect their economy uh, to be slammed the way it is because of the unity in Europe uh, and the United States. This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. The world has watched now for a full six months as Russia has tried and failed to take Ukraine. The war they've been waging has been costly, both in blood and treasure, for both countries, and Russia finds itself globally isolated, while the West continues to fund Ukraine's defense. We're sort of in the third phase of the war. The first phase was Russia's attempt to topple the capital city and the government, and and, and that failed miserably. Retired four-star General Jack Keane is the chairman of the Institute of the Study of War, and is the Fox News senior strategic analyst. Many of us believed at the time that uh, they would likely be successful. So the early predictions in the war were certainly that the Ukrainians would not have the success that they have had, nor did people expect the Russians to have the challenges that they've had. So I think most people had predicted a much shorter war. So, yeah. most of us are off from that. The second phase was when the Russians made uh, changed their strategy and just began a very narrow focus on the Donbass region, and even then on the eastern part of it in the Luhansk Republic. And they spent months, most of the spring, uh, doing that well into the summer, and their casualties have been staggering, so much so that they've lost their operational momentum. They haven't been able to go in any consequential way into the western part of the Donbass. And they haven't been able to advance in the southern portion of uh, Ukraine either. So their offense is stalled in that phase. Enter the phase we're in now, which I think is the third phase, where the Ukrainians see the, the Russians are stalled and are trying to mount a counteroffensive, uh, focusing on Kershaw. Uh, Kershaw City and the province surrounding it, they've, they've uh, blown up most of the, the ground lines of communications, which are bridges going into the, into the city. And they've been conducting some remarkable and surprising long-range attacks into Crimea, which are where the bases are that supply their offensive operation, the Russians' offensive operation in the south, and in the southeast. so And they have curtailed the Russian uh, ability to do that. So the Ukrainians are very methodical going about this. They're, they're avoiding a, an all-out 
attack into an urban center like Herson City because they know the casualties would be so high. So they're trying to squeeze the the Russian military, deny them some supplies, and then conduct much smaller attacks. This will take weeks to unfold. We don't know if the Ukrainians are going to be successful. Uh, we're certainly hoping that they are. The resupply of munitions and and weapons is going to be crucial. And the Ukrainians are fearful that if they're not successful with this counteroffensive, that the Europeans and Americans will will begin to uh, slow down their support for them. So this is a, it's sort of like I said, the third phase of the operation, and it remains to be seen uh, if the Ukrainians will will be able to take back territory. Hopefully, uh, we, we certainly want that to be the case. You mentioned there uh, the Ukrainians fear that uh, the American and European support might dwindle if they don't start showing some results. What would the Ukrainian defenses look like in a situation where the United States stops sending as much cash, stops sending as much weapon, the Europeans start following suit? Uh, what can they do when they're a bit more on their own? Uh, certainly they have the gumption, but do they have the ability? Well, yeah, it, they're very dependent on the international community for uh, weapons and, and ammunition. They would slowly be attrited uh, uh, by the Russians, and the Russians would gain uh, significant operational and tactical advantage over them, take more territory, and I think uh, Ukraine uh, would be on its way uh, slowly over time uh, to be lost to uh, Russia. So, yeah, the, they know full well that much of their future depends on the international community's support for them and also uh, the international community's uh, sanctions that they're applying on the Russians, which, by the way, are beginning to, to take its toll on the uh, on, on the Russians inside uh, their economy, um, as their imports from foreign companies are are drying up, there's over a thousand companies that have left, and some of the, they're being challenged with exports as well, except for uh, oil and gas, certainly. But yeah, their economy is starting to suffer, and that's another thing the Ukrainians have uh, are concerned about that the international community may get a little fickle there and not enforce the sanctions to the same degree that they are right now. The Russians certainly have not gained any um, or earned any goodwill in doing this. They, they've pretty much been condemned by practically everyone else around the planet. Uh, at the same time, the Ukrainians have uh, they've been fighting gallantly, but they have not rid their country of the Russian forces. And as you noted earlier, the um, the casualties are, are high. They're high on both sides, uh, astronomically high, it seems like. At, at what point do the sides sit down and try to work this out in, in some way that's not bloody? Uh, because you, you can only kill so many people before you really do run out of people to fight. Well, that would be likely when there, there really is a stalemate, where the Ukrainians cannot retake territory. The Russians are stalled in their offensive as well. And that would likely uh, produce some kind of uh, negotiations. Also, I do think uh, the, if the Ukrainians are able to retake territory, I do think the Russians would uh, 
would want to go to a ceasefire to stop the Ukrainians from succeeding. Uh, the Ukrainians probably would not uh, go along with that, would not go into negotiations if they were retaking territory. So I think where negotiations would be a factor on both sides is uh, if the war is stalemated. But, you know, so our audience understands any kind of stalemate favors the Russians. That leaves them with thousands of more Russian troops in Ukraine territory. Ukraine's terri uh, economy is tanking. The Russians are are squeezing them in that direction. And over time, uh, where the Russians have the patience, and they do, they would be able to regenerate their forces, re-equip them. Uh, if it's not six months from now, a year from now, they, they have that kind of protracted war on their, in their minds if it's necessary. So any kind of stalemate, uh, in our view, favors the, the Russians. So the, the, if the Ukrainians are going to have some success, they've got to retake territory from the Russians. And that's why this counteroffensive is, uh, is important. We've been speaking with retired four-star General Jack Keane. He is our Fox News senior strategic analyst and also the chairman for the Institute of the Study of War. Here on the Fox News Rundown, War on Ukraine, we'll have more with the general straight ahead. I'm sure that if we were to keep sending money, meaning the U.S. and, and by extension Europe, uh, the Ukrainians would want to keep fighting. Do we have any say as sort of the uh, the Czech writers here to tell the Ukrainians, hey, guys, make a deal. Let's 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 stop this. I think the Biden administration uh, has always been of the mind. Give the Ukrainians sufficient equipment to gain, give them leverage in negotiations. And that's a, that's a departure from where Ukrainians are and where the Brits are and where the Eastern uh, Europeans who are part of NATO are. They want the Ukrainians to win and not just to gain leverage uh, to have some success in negotiations because they know full well that that means the Russians are going to own more Ukrainian territory. And I, and, I, and I agree with the win strategy versus the negotiation stat strategy and lose more territory. But we'll see what happens here. If the Ukrainians are able to have some success with their counteroffensive, then, it, then it's likely that we're not going to be stalemated. And it's likely that the international community will keep giving them the arms and munitions they need to be successful. There, there's good geopolitical reasons for this. So having Russia having a, a militaristic win in this day and age does not fare well for global security. I'm, I'm sure you're of that mindset. You can explain a bit more. No, there's no doubt about it. I mean, while the Russians have strategically failed here, I mean, you mentioned that they're, they're a bit of an international pariah. Uh, they've been charged of, you know, war crimes and genocide. Uh, they never expected uh, to have this kind of resistance. They, they did not expect to have tens of thousands of casualties. They did not expect their economy uh, to be slammed the way it is because of the unity in Europe uh, among the Europeans and, and, and the United States. But if they're able to succeed here, they will certainly be emboldened. And I'm, I, I am of the mind that Putin will eye the Baltics as next on his agenda, despite the fact they're, they're part of NATO, because if, if he's able to win here, He'll look at it as a loss for NATO. Uh, this is this war with Russia is the war that NATO 
certainly was prepared for in the event that this ever happened. Well, it's happening now. And the opportunity is here to destroy the Russian military inside Ukraine so NATO members don't have to fight that same military uh, two to three years from now. General Jack Keane, retired four-star general and chairman of the Institute of the Study of War, and of course our Fox News senior strategic analyst. Thank you once again for being with us, General, here on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. Yeah, great talking to you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com.